There are days when I sit with this question a lot. What enslaves us? There are days we are prisoners to one sentiment, one feeling. A particular feeling can handcuff us, blindfold us, and then it can lead all our thoughts blindfolded and handcuffed into a dark crevice, into a confinement cell, and then we miss it and sulk and remain there for hours and end, sometimes days and nights, and sometimes months and years. And it becomes a morning ritual. We get up in the morning and we allow this confinement, this imprisonment to become the routine, the main occupation of the day. The same feeling rises, comes to our doorstep. It starts demanding attention, begging and pleading, and the moment it has our attention, the process of hypnosis takes over. And in a state of hypnotic trance, we surrender to that feeling. And then the blindfolding and the handcuffing and then the leading into a confinement starts. And we sit there all day, every thought at the beck and call of that one feeling. It dictates and dominates. It takes over the whole personality, all behavior patterns, all reactions, everything emerges from there. The growing stench of our own restricted breathing in our own body odors. It's, it's like we're living in this unitary, solitary cell of doing nothing but brooding, contemplating and repenting. Why does a feeling from the past have such control? Why do we relinquish all our dreams and aspirations to one feeling? Why does it turn everything toxic? How can it turn our body cells rebellious and the mutiny leads to a disease, a cancer sometimes? And it all starts with that tiny rippling feeling 
from a past event. It comes in, sneaks up on us, and then the whole thing starts every day. Such is the dark shade of sadness. But when we erect this confinement cell or when it builds it brick by brick, we still can get the view of beckoning, liberating, courageous thoughts. They reach out to us and there are feelings that want us to go out and experience the world yet again, to interact, to fall in love, to maybe follow a cherished desire. But then the chains are already upon our feet and we don't have the will to break this confining force's power over us. This extremely overpowering confinement cell which begins to close in like a casket. We cannot break free and the cycle becomes stronger every day and our will diminishes the will to break away, the will to go out and breathe fresh air, to explore life and people, to go on adventures of mingling and knowing and re-establishing fresh new bonds and relationships, conversations and adventures of creating something beautiful. The whole captivating, overpowering, dominating force of this one feeling takes over. But then there was always that window of choice. There is always that little opening of opportunity. Freedom of choice available. Can we gather all our forces, all our grit and determination, all our imagination and paint a visual imagery of a liberated us, of a free soul out there experiencing? because that is the soul's true nature. Joy, experience, adventure, freedom. When we confine it, we contain it in that container of one single feeling. We stifle the soul. We allow our bodies to wither because the soul from inside is struggling and drawing all the energy inward. We weaken, our immunity walls crumble. Why do we let that happen? The 
one step over the brick wall when it's just a foot high. One leap of faith. One courageous no is all it takes. And the moment we can register that no, stamp it with our full awareness and force and will and courage and determination, and we just cross over that boundary, the threshold before it's being erected around us. We can, we will, this four-letter word will, a bit of ours and a lot of the souls. When we combine the two wills, the divine will starts acting in our favor. And we are ready to put on some more beautiful scars and wounds on the soul of experience. A few more embossings of new adventures. Because that is essentially what the soul is here to do, fulfill a purpose of growth. And the growth comes through new experiences, interactions. We are here to spill our soul food, grow new branches like a tree of love and experiences. Every time we outstretch the soul's arms to hug another, to help another, to feed another, to be compassionate. We grow these branches laden with fruits and people are able to enjoy and quench their thirst. There's a lot of citrus growing on your soul, you have no idea. There's a lot of crisp apples growing on you, you have no clue. And there are people out there starving to taste your love and your offering. There are people out there waiting for you to come and hold them in embrace. To save them from their confinements and their one dominant negative feeling. We're all escaping into each other's arms. Know this. We're here to liberate each other from the fears that we all have. We're here to fulfill this purpose of reaching out before this confining wall builds up. We're not here to drag the past but create the future and we do that by making beautiful wishes in the present visualizing them, dreaming them up every day. And before that one negative emotion and feeling from the past drags us down and pulls us into its pleading, we need to say, sorry darling, the better things to do today we 
get up and we politely leave. We acknowledge its presence. We respect that past experience, but we are here to embrace the future. Brighter, happier, cheerful, more beautiful. So we put the skates on. We put the trekking shoes on. We put the running shoes on. We put the dancing shoes on. And we're out exploring the steep climbs up to the summit. The slippery dance floors. We're out there doing our thing, dancing our dance, touching lives, loving life, people, feeling the breeze on our face. We're in laughter, we're in joy, we're bathing in sunlight, liberated, ecstatic, grateful, caring, the look of amazement in our eyes and wonder for how beautiful life is and astonished at what we can make of it every morning. Bewildered, happy, free, absolute.